I'm your host, John, a.k.a. Latherhog, and with me is my co-host, Gerard. Hello, what's up, everyone? And our special guests for today's episode are Melody and Zach, the folks behind Moon Soaps. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us tonight. Thank you. To, to kick things off, though, I sure would love to hear how you first got into soap making, like how did Moon Soaps come about? And uh, we can answer this separately, too, but like, obviously, how did you get into making shave soap? making cold process soap with my sister-in-law, Mika, who's a pastry chef, talked me into making soap in her kitchen, and that was, what, 12, 13 years ago? 2008. Yeah, 2008. So, 2007, so I had, like, a newborn baby, and we both had kids that are only six months apart, and we're like, let's try making soap, and um, she hated it. She was terrified of the chemicals and the whole, I mean, we looked like we were cooking meth, you know, like we're in the hazmat outfit and everything. And, um, and then I loved it. So I just took it on and it was before you could go on YouTube and look at a whole bunch of different videos and stuff of how to make soap. It was so really basic soap making skills out of a book. And so I got every book I could possibly get on soap making and um, I still didn't like the recipes, so Zach and I came up with the recipes on our own. So the cold process soap, the bar soap, that way. And then fast forward years from yeah. then. Well, you know, it was, it was, I think, originally kind of a thing that I think she wanted to kind of pursue that with you. Yeah. Uh, Mika. Yeah. But being that she was a pastry chef, it's kind of interesting when you make soap. You know, you can't really taste it and sample it as we go. It's it's a very very different process. So yeah. I think it kind of put a wall up for her. And but Melanie had you know never really had that background, so I think she took to it a lot a lot easier. It it like became my obsession. I'm like I'm gonna conquer how to make badass soap, and so I just tried to do it as much as I can. And there was a lot of bad bad failed attempts at making soap. Yeah. Um, but I, and I didn't have, like, there was old forums you could go on. And so I talked to a couple really cool indie soap makers. One of them was Erin from Haunt Soaps. Um, so she's not around anymore. Um, and there's other soap makers like Villainous Soapery. She makes really cool soap. So you kind of pull inspiration from other soap makers, too. But at the time, I mean, like what I said, pretty much it was very basic um, recipes out on the market, you know essential oils, and it was nothing like how it is now, like where you can get a lot of great information off YouTube. So then Zach decided to make um, shave soap one day. Yeah, if you want to get into the shave, the shave part of it, um, I was really I was really looking for, for something else. I had been using the Barbasol and using the cartridge razor, and just, you know, my face getting torn up every time I shave, and I hated it. Yeah, the so lot of ingrown hair. Exactly. Bad. I was looking for, for something new, and you know, I, I tried the uh, cream uh, Cremo, and you know that was like a little better. And but you know, saying you know, I know there are shave soaps out there. Melody, why don't you try making a shave soap? And the response was basically, Hell no, do it yourself. I got no time for this. <laughs> I you have know, two. Kids. The kids <laughs> and the business. I got my my hands are full. Yeah. And. 
I don't know. I, th I think I kind of took it as a challenge, kind of like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. I will. <laughs> I will come up with it. So, so I, um, it, it took a, a lot of, a lot of research. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because I'm, I'm that kind of person that I, once I, I get a topic in my head, I like to just go all in on it and, and obsess over it and really figure something out. Yeah. So um, this became kind of a, a cool project for me to figure out. And um, in my research, I realized really the, the soaps that people were craziest about were the tallow-based soaps. So I kind of figured out which, which ones were popular, and I ordered a few things here and there and just, just kind of waded in and, um, you know, decided that tallow was going to be the way. So I, I did have an in there, being that I'm a butcher. I've been a butcher since, uh, did I start? 1994. So I've been at it for quite a while. I, I had access to the tallow. And, um, well, you had to render your own tallow. He brought home the fat, and I was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. And he spent all day rendering down fat. Our, like, our kitchen was all steamy and stuff. I was like, what are you <laughs> making? But, I mean, it turned out to be good. So um, then we did our first craft fair, and we had just we had made um, old school. And it was supposed to be just kind of like, we're going to do one shave soap, that's it, you know, and, you know, we'll just kind of sell one shape. So, so that's why it's called old school is because he loved the name and because he just wanted to bring yeah. back that traditional shape. I, I really thought it was going to be just, we're going to just offer one shape. So that was something just to kind of bring some more guys to the website and, you know, a lot of there, you know, getting on the bar soaps, the lotions, the scrubs, all the stuff that she, she was doing. And uh, it just kind of took off. I mean, like I said, we did that craft fair and people just boom, beelined to that shape. Yeah, so it was a trip. Yeah, we really were surprised yeah. by, by how much attention it got and the, and the excitement. So um, that kind of made us reassess the situation a little bit. Yeah. I'll say he's really not into, he's not a product guy. Like some guys like, doesn't have any hair. So, um, but he doesn't like grooming products a lot. He's not like a guy that is really into that kind of stuff or even cologne. I think he had a cologne and he ended up throwing it out after five years because it just went bad. Like, because he doesn't do that I, I, kind yeah, of stuff. So, you know, it was really, really shocking when he was like in the shaving. So he's buying from different companies and stuff. And I'm like, what are you? Okay, cool. Like, great. Now you know where I'm coming from because I'm always buying soaps and products in skincare. So now you can kind of see my obsession with it. Yep. And so it kind of became into something like that, you know. You know, you start hearing uh, a review on something and, and, you know, maybe you get 10 people online saying, oh, this is the greatest, the greatest. And then you get it and, you know, maybe it just doesn't work for you. So I was, I was kind of still trying to find my way. You know, Sterling was a company that definitely everybody was raving about. And, you know, I got Sterling, I go, man, this stuff's, you know, I would love to make something just half as good as this. And um, so that, that was kind of what, what we were looking at. You know, you got to kind of sample stuff to figure out what's out there. And, yeah. you know, the, the stuff that people are really excited about, what are the qualities of it that make it so good? So yeah. It was just a lot of research. Yeah. And different oils, like, okay, well, let's add some mango butter into it. Let's add shea butter. Like, okay, let's up this and lower that. And then, yeah. I mean, it can really change of soap, you know. A lot of tinkering. Yeah.
that's probably why we have so many different bases. It's not because one base is now better than the other one. It's just more of like, let's try this and then, oh, well, that's really good. Let's go with that one then. You know, and we always kind of want to up the ante with new stuff. Yeah. Um, well, our second soap was Havana. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be a good example. Um, you know, I thought because it was a more tropical scent, it makes sense to bring in some more tropical oils, right? So we, we made sure we kept the mango oil, but we, we added palm, we added coconuts, we added aloe, to yeah, that one, you know, just to give it a little bit different vibe to something that seemed like that would fit the idea of that soap more. And that was the reason why that base is, is different. And, you know, perhaps we'll use that again for something else, but, you know, I kind of like it if there's a way to kind of reinvent that product and just focus in on that one, that one specific soap. MLD, I think we might have talked about this a little bit as far as like what was the the genesis of each different formula. But that uh, could you guys remind me uh, for amaretto's? That's your cream base. Kind of what yeah. was what was some of like the behind the scenes? Like what were you thinking of when you were tinkering the formula for that release? Well, it was like let's come up with a cream. So what it is is just the different um... a cream just for the sake of doing a cream. Yeah. There really was no. It was, like, it was like hey, I, let's try. It. Let's try. Let's and make just a see cream. how it goes. And, and also, it's kind of good for women, too, to be honest. Like, I mean, I used it on my legs, yeah. So we just kind of wanted to experiment, and Zach wanted to try because he had liked Chella, right? It was um, I was, I, I liked, I actually liked the performance of Chella, but I never really yeah. cared for the scent so much. I, I could definitely appreciate that it was almond, and Italian shaving almonds kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. So that's that was kind of the direction we were going in that way. So once again, in the, in the formula, we stepped up the almond oil. Yeah, you know, the, the packaging definitely and we the, the directed way. it, you know, to make it a very Italian-looking Italian. uh, product. We always kind of design our labels together. So we kind of take a concept of, okay, well, what's the smell of it? Kind of like Sorrento. Like, okay, well, what do you picture when you smell the soap? It's like, okay, well, I picture going to Italy, like on the coast. And like kind of a salty aquatic, the citrus cuts through it. So that's where we kind of come with, okay, well then the label needs to portray that and go along with the concept of the scent too. Um, so yeah. it's like the whole picture of the product needs to be all coherent with each other. So you can look at a label, you can kind of feel what the scent's gonna look like, like smell like. Yeah. And, and as far as Sorrento goes, you know, that, that town is, is kind of famous for its handmade pottery, as well as the uh, Amalfi lemons. So, you know, the scent obviously fits, but I, I wanted the look to have that real kind of handcrafted, you know, old world look, um, which, you know, some people have actually said, well, you know, it's actually a beautiful, sunny place. It should be yeah. a brighter, more colorful label. That's just not really what I, mean. well, I was We tried I was to do thinking. that. We designed <laughs> it, though. We designed one kind of like that. We did a, a white and blue label and it was like this. White, yellow. It was oh, yellow yeah. and stuff and it just did not go. It's like this is not. It wasn't us. And we wanted that each tub of soap, if you put them all together, they all kind of are coherent with each other. So they all kind of go with each other. Yeah, they, nothing stands out. As, like, it doesn't fit in the, in yeah. the, in the lineup. Because it kind of has a vintage label kind of look to our stuff, like kind of an old. That's when I actually spent a lot of time on that label. We did it three uh, times. Well, besides that, once we got to the, the final version, I broke that down to every, you know, there's little dots that go around the 
around the outside. Every one of those dots is, is not perfect. I had to, I, I manually tweaked every single one, I, you know, bumping them, making them a little, because I wanted it to have, I mean, you're not going to notice it yeah. just looking at it, but it has a real, you know, handmade feel. And that's, that's how you do that. You know, we're going to spend some time making some of those lines not perfect. So, you know, like something on a computer, everything comes out perfect. Well, you got to start bumping yeah. things around and make it not perfect. You want it to look like an antique, kind of like. The, the hands the hands created it yeah was there a particular decade i, I feel like I, can't, I might have come across that on the website like packaging right from either like the 20s or 30s does, does that sound about right like is there a, a decade that you kind of keyed in on his dad collects old coffee cans in his kitchen and he has like what 200 coffee cans so um they're really cool vintage coffee most cans. of those most of those are from the 40s and 50s yeah I think we might be talking about a communion. It's kind of funny, being that that's kind of our barber shop uh, set. You know, a lot of companies have a barber shop, and they just kind of call it. Oh, it's the, you know the, the nostalgic barber shop set. And I was always kind of uh, mystified by that. Okay, what exactly are we celebrating here? Like, what is the barber shop set? Like, if if I could go back to 1957, what would the product be that I was going to use? We so, kind of work on it together because like. He'll come up with an idea and then I'll shoot it down and then he'll come up with an idea and then I'll come up with an idea and then we'll kind of merge them together, you know? So like for that one, he was thinking about doing like an Americana, like hot rod kind of thing. And I'm like, no, like that has nothing to do with, yeah. with our line, you know? It was going to look real cool. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, let's come up with like something that's like, Sounds cool, kind of Americana. And so he's been a union member for 20 years. And so union is kind of a part of like the of our whole existence of like making tallow and all of that. So like we wanted to kind of represent um, that a little bit. So that's why it's called named union. And from the 50s, that's that's like a, that would be like totally a product name that you hear. It's union coffee or yeah, whatever. You exactly. Know what I mean? That's it's kind of yeah. like these names that don't even really mean anything. They just kind of tack the name on there. Here's, yeah. here's your here's your artwork. There you go. Yeah. So that was that was that was kind of a fun one. Yeah. To do. Yeah. I think our hardest label to make was Sorrento, though. That was, that, was that, that took some negotiating. Yeah. Yeah. We've been married for 21 years, or together 21 years, and married 16 years. So we are just kind of like, you know. We know everything about each other and yeah. how to work together. <laughs> I mean, it really sounds like a collaborative process. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that we have, have both of you guys on to be able to yeah. kind of share how that goes. Uh, I'm, I'm always uh, really curious on the scent side of things, right? So you mentioned like uh, someone comes up with the idea and through kind of bouncing it back and forth, you kind of refine it, combine some ideas, sometimes go back to the drawing board. But at what point, and this could be different from every soap, so feel free to, to key in on one, but like uh, like Sorrento, right? Did, did the scent come first? Did the name come first? Uh, what was usually, where in the process does that happen? It was the scent came first. And then we were like, okay, like I said, like, what do you, what do you feel when you smell this? And then we were like, well, we have, you know, citrus, yuzu, pineapple, like we could do a tropical kind of thing, but it's not really a tropical scent. It's more of like an oceany kind of lemony kind of thing. Yeah, and then once once you get the concept, 
then you kind of go back and we, we refine the scent. The scent we started, we, we kind of shifted things around. We brought more of that grapefruit uh, scent in because that's really common in that area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bergamot. The bergamot in it. And so we just kind of do a like a little final tweak to it. Um, but yeah, like the label has to like represent the scent profile of like what it smells. Yeah, and it, we've kind of it just established that everything we do it needs to have a little bit of a vintage feel to it, mm -hmm. without be you know without looking old and all. But yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the 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 concept we we've, we've settled on, and uh, it's working pretty well for us, I think. Yeah, I really love that aesthetic of like the old vintagey kind of like even going back even to the Victorian era all the way to you know like the fifties, um, kind of pulling those ideas and yeah and even when i came up with your logo i remember i kind of doodled something out that had a lot of filigree on it and melody saw it. oh yeah, yeah. yes i love that stuff uh, like that's, you that's know, it <laughs> yeah i love the damask and all that kind of like yeah. you know kind of girly but i can't make it too girly because now it's like all of our most of our products are going towards men more so uh but like that's why i like a lot of the bar stuff I just kind of experiment with different kind of scents that are both men and women like. Even though, like, scents is such like an a subjective kind of thing. Like, guys will totally go for sweet stuff. Like, I think there's, you know, we're kind of leaving that stereotypical guy thing of like, oh yeah, it's going to be tobacco. That's it, you know, and whiskey. Yeah, I'll tell you in this hobby, uh, I know, like, I can tell you, like, many people who are just definitely like, I just like sweet scents. Like if yeah. it smells like candy, like I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and oddly enough, I know women who like some of the more masculine scents. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting because like with women's stuff, you know, there's not that much selection for women's shaving products out there, I feel. Like a lot of it, they want you to smell like a teenager. Like it's not, so hopefully, we can kind of start making maybe some women's shaving products. Uh, it's kind of a no-brainer that getting more women into tr traditional shaving, like what are your thoughts on growing uh, the, the female base out there or even how that might change moon soaps in, in the on near future? I would love to do like a women's, like almost whipped, whipped up kind of shaving cream. And I've looked into that. Um, like a lot of these places, like, if you look at women's shaving products, it's all done with a base of like chemicals. It's like you get this big block of soap, melt it down, you whip it up, and you have um, shaving cream. I won't do that. So we make everything from scratch. Um, and so I want to find something that can be convenient for women to shave half of your body with, you know. But also, yeah. I think women are also whipping up, you know, kind of. Um, their own, like doing a traditional wet shaving, like what men do in a bowl and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I I kind of feel like the product we wanted to explore would be a, a brushless cream that you could just rub on, but you know we have convenience. Yeah, because it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of women out there that are willing to invest that amount of time to actually whip lather. That's that's you know as we much as you need. That's that's a pretty big investment of time. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, we're kind of on the fence, so we're kind of just yeah. feeling it out and just seeing what the options are. 
like to um like that's why like omaretto is actually a really good one for women like you could actually put that straight on your legs you know and shave with it too with a little bit of water and you're good to go you know um so that's what i'm looking at more of a cream for the women stuff okay. so yeah yeah it's it's uh logistically different in that guys can shave in the shower they can shave the sink but then Women usually have to for stability. Probably should be sitting down, right? Yeah. <laughs> at the very, at the very least. Um, well, and then you're bringing the last bowl possibly in there. I mean, you'd have to get a plastic bowl and would it, you know save it that way. But I think women are definitely using um, more. They're getting rid of the like disposable shaving razors, the plastic razors, and going towards um, you know like what the guys have been doing. And you save so much more money, like, than having to spend on Venus razors that cost a fortune. And within two uses, you got to throw it out, you know. So, right. um, but it seems like women are more open to it for environmental reasons too. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure we're going to see more razors, kind of like the leaf razor, yeah. where you're, you're able to put your own blades in it, but it's still, it still uh, flexes. You kind of need that too. I mean, you can use like safety razor but it's hard i've tried it several times and it's hard to do for me but i know i know a lot of women that do it too my sister this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss fx's the veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Because, like, we do all the labor to design, we render our tallow, we make the soap, yeah. you know, we package everything. I mean, it's like from start to finish, it's on us. So to do like a short run of something um, probably isn't ever gonna happen. So when we like decide to put a soap in with the other, you know, kind of with our whole catalog of soaps, I guess we call it, it has to really be something that we really love and that we feel very confident about it. I'm not gonna just make something and throw it out there because I want to keep up with all the other soap makers that are throwing soap. Out there and you can tell we've been at this for we're doing shave stuff for like four years and you're only on number five yeah so five. number five yeah. you move kind of slow um you know i'm I work, a perfectionist i too, work though. full time like, on another job plus i have a, a, well i used to have a side business but side business has kind of gone away now it seems like all my <laughs> spare time is going to moon yeah um but yeah it's you know we've got a lot going on and we're, we're not going to release anything just release something yeah you know, it definitely has to, to meet a standard for us. But we're definitely not a hobbyist. I would not consider us a hobbyist company where we both work full time and then we have this little fun thing we do. I look at it as a business. It's a job. And so I take it really seriously. So when like somebody emails me a question, I get back to them as soon as possible. And I'm like the communication with my customers and the field of like, hey, I'm like, you know, a friend to you, like, you can tell me what your questions are. And like, if you want to, like, ask me a whole bunch of stuff, go for it, you know. So um, 
that's what I really love about this business, honestly, is our customers. And when I get an email saying, oh my God, I love your soap. It's so awesome. Like, you know, I'm so glad I found you guys. I mean, that makes it all worth it. You know, like it makes it like, me just love what I'm doing. Who would have thought that soap would be able to connect so many people? It's right? true. You know, it's kind of strange. Yeah, I say this all you know all the time. I'm like, some people, you know, like are into cars. Some people are into like um, baseball cards, sports memorabilia, and somehow we're into soap. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I never saw it coming. Really, I was into soap, and then he got into it. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened. Was I got obsessed with it? It was like totally I mean I would always buy products like I said like but even back to when I was little I would go into bath and body stores and I would just buy all like different bath things like bubble baths and stuff and even back then I was like you know this is amazing and I have an art major so I'm an art major and I have a degree in interior design and I hadn't seen some of my friends since college and then they found out this is what I'm doing and they're like oh my god it's so perfect for you like that's so you Melody I'm like oh great <laughs> and, so. and you know and it's funny like you know I think right now and I don't know if it's just me and I don't know why but I feel like like amongst even a lot of the other shaving companies bar soaps are becoming a thing and yeah. I'm just like I'm just like why not I guess yeah. <laughs> you know well, I mean, I would say even in the last like four months, people are buying a lot more of the cold process soap because I think, you know, like you buy Dove soap or those kind of bars, they're going to strip the crap out of your skin. I mean, the bar soap should never make your skin feel tight or dry. You should be able to take a shower and not even need to put on lotion, really. So if your skin is getting that stripped, that's really bad because it's detergent is what you're putting on your skin and I think the other thing what's great about cool process soap is you have such a huge array of different scents you can get where if you go to the grocery store it's like this you know or you go to the health food store it's like lavender you know rosemary it's like kind of boring so um I have seen like a lot more guys will buy like a tub of shave soap and then like a bar soap too and you know it's funny you brought up the health food store that might be something you want to point out from from day one being that we live in the santa cruz area you know you've got all these health food stores and all these people making soap in this area and it's all revolves around it being organic yeah like oh it's organic well that was never melody's concern to make it organic she wanted to make good good right yeah so when we source organic things uh, here and there where we can and um but it was never going to be, oh, it's made with essential oil. You know, if, if Melody finds a fragrance that she likes, she's going to use it. Yeah. And people responded really well to that. Yeah. So, you know, we, we kind of right off the bat kind of established who our clientele was. We knew it wasn't going to be the people hanging out at Whole Foods. Yeah. That's just not who we're targeting. I think that was kind of like when people wanted me to get into grocery stores when I was first starting out. And I got into a couple grocery stores, but it was like, this isn't really my clientele of like, I want lavender. I mean, my lavender bar soap is pure essential oil, but I don't want to be stuck in that box of just doing that kind of stuff. I want you to get a bar soap and go, oh my God, this is smells so good and it makes my skin feel great. That's, and it's seven bucks. Like, that's the thing. Like, you know, you can 
make someone like love your products by just making good products, but it's also not going to like make them go broke. Like it's $7 or, you know, 20 bucks for a tub of soap. So um, I feel like people work really hard for their money, a lot of our customers, and I'm not going to just sell them like a $13 bar of soap. Uh, you know, actually, one thing, because we're talking about community response too, right? Um, and kind of just how crazy um, we bond over <laughs> our, our grooming products. But uh, I'm curious from your, from both your ends, uh, kind of like the, the recent buzz, especially amongst um, some of my colleagues on YouTube who are really loving Moon Soaps. Right now, at the time of the recording, it is unofficially Moon Soaps Week. Uh, kind of spearheaded by Ken from Shave Three Two Six. Shout out to my boy Ken. <laughs> but how? I'm just curious from, from your end, observing this kind of like you know, like the eyes are definitely on you guys. Like how how's that been? It's been great. Like we are. Okay. I mean, it is making us like he'll come in and be like, oh my god, look at what so and so just posted on Instagram. We're like, oh my god, it's so great. Like we would be like just sitting talking about different things and then a ping will come up on our phones and we're like oh someone just posted a video and like we watch it and they're like oh I love this stuff or someone's live and then we watch it and just to be able to see people love your product and be stoked about it and excited about it um it makes it all amazing it's like really cool. it's really it's I mean I can't great. even like express how like thankful we are for it like it makes us like really love what we're doing yeah absolutely you know um and i've seen uh especially this week a lot of the brushes that i've made yeah uh coming up on these photos and videos and you see people you know the the smile on the face when they're holding it up you know damn that's really cool i'm just so stoked that people enjoy what i make yeah you know that's that's why i do it yeah it's not about money you know i i like I'm a, a hands-on kind of guy. I always need to be making things. And Melody can, can attest to this. If there's ever a day that I'm just stuck inside with nothing to do, I become miserable to be around. I need projects. Yeah. I need to have my hands on something. Yeah. So this is a great outlet. And I just I love that people are, uh, you know, appreciating the stuff that I'm making. It makes me want to make more. Yeah. It makes, I mean, it's just, it's kind of shocking, to be honest, like how... Because I never thought that would really happen, you know. I mean, I guess you did, but it's like not to this extent of like, oh, let's make a moon's week, moon week, and we're like, oh my god, you know. So like the next step, I, they want t-shirts, so we own a silk screen press in our garage, and so it's like, okay, well maybe we can make some cool t-shirts, yeah. you know. Right, right. I mean, it's a good problem to have. I mean, because of uh, of this growth of the business, and yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering too, because of more eyes on you. And I, I, granted, you might be right in the middle of this, but have you seen an uptick in sales too to reflect kind of this uh, th- this surge of interest? Yeah, definitely for sure. Like it's wild because I have. I mean, hate to say it, but once COVID came around, like within like a week, it was like our online sales went really high and i think it's because guys are home a lot more and they're on instagram more too yeah, we, we heard about we started yeah. hearing all these people are losing their jobs being laid off and, and we're like oh we're god like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna kill all our wholesale accounts yeah no yeah things have like tripled yeah it's, it's wild so it's really good you know so we're really thankful yeah, we're, we're too in a position now where we're kind of just holding on you know um Today's a great example. I thought I was going to be able to turn some brushes today and 
Possible. It just with so many other things going on, and being there's only the two of us here with so many things happening, it just seemed like one of those things. Like we're definitely not going to worry about this now. Someday, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to rule it out. I just. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of interest for sure. There has a lot of people have contacted I mean, us about it. I think a lot of people like the the sense, so of course they want it on their 
skin longer. You know, I've had people contact for other things too with it, but yeah. What I would be leaning towards is something that's alcohol free, but then you don't get that seeing that burn that some of the guys really like, you know? So that's what I would want to do is something that's more like nourishing for your skin, but you're going to actually get something out of it more too. Moving on uh, this question. So I have two questions, but the first one's, um, more for Melody. This is from Lather Me Whiskers, uh, a pirate talking wet shaver. He asks, are you planning on making a trade winds shave soap? Please make it a pirate soap. Oh my god, he's so funny. He already emailed me about this, too. No, he is an awesome guy. He's like very cool man. So, um, we I'm trying to talk back into it. But what's interesting is like this is the first real bar soap that I made that I've gotten emails of guys wanting it in um, the shape soap. So we will. I mean, I think it could make a really cool label if you did it kind of piratey, kind of really neat, you know. I'm sure he would like that yeah. too, you know. <laughs> I, it, we have been talking more about it. Uh, once again, we haven't ruled that one out. Um, we've got a couple other things that we are working on right now for for the next the next soap. So yeah, trade was wasn't really in the plan, but like yeah, this last week a lot of I, I bet you've had six, seven people contact yeah, you or, men, or mention it somewhere. Mention like wanting it in yeah. a shape soap. I mean, I've been making trade wins for a long time, not too far. So I just changed the look of it, but that scent has been around for a while now. Also, it's it's great to hear that there's been like obviously besides uh, Lather Me Whiskers, other people were interested in it. Um, the, uh, his second question is for you, Zach. When will your brushes sport a maker's coin? We've uh, yeah, we've, we've had some, so funny. Oh my we've God. had some talks about this. Um, yeah, Melody has been wanting me to do that as yeah. well. And um, the reason why I haven't is just it's just an extra step. It's just a little bit extra hassle, but yeah, she and uh, Paul have, have kind of convinced me it's time to do it. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing some research now, trying to trying to figure out where I'm going to get these from, what, what you know, color, what, what look we want, yeah. also, um, you know, what what kind of graphic we want on this. Yeah, so we want our logo, but our logo is you know not a circle. Yeah, our, our, so our logo is is quite stretched small, out. So yeah. we we have to change some things around. Um, also. You know, I kind of, I kind of want to have something on there that, that just kind of implies that I did it. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm you know, I've got some ideas, but I'm, I'm not there yet. So. Okay, so so it might be up in the air whether it's like a moon soaps coin versus a separate entity for the brush turning side. Well, yeah, and and something that I thought about just recently is on all my rock posters, I have a, a specific Kent emblem that's down in the bottom corner. And I was thinking if I could put that on with the logo somehow, or maybe we do a new logo that's, that, that would kind of be more circular. I, yeah, I really don't know, but um, you know, yeah. these are some of the thoughts that are going through my head right now. Figuring out what type of material we want it to be. I mean, I like a coin. I think it looks cool on the on the bottom of the brushes. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, the the you know, besides um, just like looking good, it's just a way of uh, identifying like who made what. Um, some people, you know, like have like, um, not everyone does it. Some people have just like a signature shape that they'll go with or, you know, somewhere, somewhere how something else to separate them. But I mean, it's the easiest way of just kind of like identifying, oh, you know, that's one of Zach's brushes. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good idea. 
So yeah, uh, basically you guys win. We're gonna do it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be very happy to hear that. Oh, and, and the last question I have here is actually also brush related. This is from listener Wise One. He asked, "Why do you only offer Poisson type synthetic knots with your brushes, and only 24 millimeters?" Uh, well, I do 26s also. And occasionally, I'll do a 30, but um, yeah, mostly 24s and 26s is what I like to stick with. And I just really like I like those synthetic brushes. Um, they are cruelty free, which is something you know that I've kind of talked about. You know, yeah. even though they, they they claim that the badger is a pest and it's doing everyone a favor to kill it and take its fur out, and you know, I don't know that I fully believe that. These uh these knots work great, and if for some reason you know you really wanted um you know to, to put a, a boar or a badger in it, yeah, you totally could give us give us a ring. We'll, yeah. We can work something. Well, I know we've been talking for a while now, so to kind of uh, head in the direction of winding things down, um, you guys, this is you can each answer separately since I feel like you might have differing answers. But where do you see Moon Soaps in the next few years? Um, well, I think we would really like to be um, more of a global aspect of going with like maybe the UK as distributors. We've been kind of figuring out that because I've yeah, got yeah, email. From people wanting to buy our stuff, but the shipping is so much. Um, so hopefully, finding a distributor in the UK and kind of. Well, that. and right now we have had a lot of people contact us about distribution, but right now we're kind of holding back just because the COVID, the thing. COVID thing is really screwing up our our system on our end. Yeah. You know, it is tough getting some of these supplies, uh, packaging. You know, sometimes you're months out. So yeah. we never we don't want to commit to anything we can't deliver on. So really so until, until not, wait, we've never not delivered. So yes, I, but I, I, I could see that. I could see I could see <laughs> problems coming up if we got another three or four distributors saying I need you know forty of this, fifty of this, that could be a problem because sometimes you like well, bottles took us it took us a couple of months to get our last delivery of bottles. Yeah, that's why the, we just did an unscented balm, and we had to um, pull that release back because the balm was we couldn't get any. We couldn't get the pump. We were out. We figured we needed to put those resources somewhere else. But I mean, I think the thing, the other thing with that is that I have two kids, and that I have to homeschool during this COVID yeah. thing. So having to expand in the next six months is going to be probably not happening with that. Um, yeah, next, this next semester is going to be interesting yeah. just to see how we how we do. I have no idea how this is going to work. We just make it work. You know? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we, we just may be out of a couple of things. Maybe everything's going to be fine. I really don't know. I think everything's going to be fine. I hope so. I mean, any order that I've ever gotten, if it's some, I make it work. I make <laughs> it work, you know? <laughs> you can tell we're married. It's going to be fine. Like, so. <laughs> but it does, it does suck. Uh, Turning down distributors, I, I don't like doing it. I would yeah. like to expand and yeah. just get our our name out a little further. I'd like to get some new products going. So, like, hopefully, I mean, we're gonna have a new shave soap hopefully by October. So another one. But like I said, we're not the company that just shoots them out like every month. That's not gonna be us. Yeah, and I mean, I'd like to just kind of just get more customers and 
be a part of the shape community that's been really amazing yeah, like, it's been fun i mean it's really get, fun get like, meet people yeah. and, and, uh, learn a little bit more about people like i gotta i mean that is the best part of it and like there's not that many communities that are really like this you know so it's really cool to kind of be a part of that well, it's, you know, it's been our pleasure to be able to get to know you guys a little bit better. Um, thank you so much for answering the que- <laughs> our <laughs> listener questions. Um, I think p- people are, are are just really um, yeah, really interested in what you guys are doing. So I, I do I do hope that the good problem that we talked about about just kind of the demand and needing more space. I, I, I do hope that um, there, there's a way to keep meeting demand to grow your business. Um, and yeah, I, I just really, really yeah really want to wish uh, the rest of 2020 is just an awesome year for you guys. Thank you. Well, thank you so much uh, for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much. It's really been cool. <laughs>